Okay, Action. welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, Abba. Well, it was a, a very nice long weekend. Yes. Um, Happy New Year. Yeah, Baruch Hashem. Thank you very much. Uh, good year to you, too. Yeah. Shana Tova. I saw an interesting uh, an interesting quote. I, I I don't know if I can like verify, but I saw it, and I'm, I'm guessing it's true, from Shua Brick on Twitter. If Yaakov Kamenetsky Zatzal asks his students what their New Year's resolution uh, was, and in shock, the students asked, but this isn't the Jewish New Year. Yeah. And Rav Yaakov responded, the entire country is using this as a time for self-reflection and self-improvement, mm -hmm. and we won't. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I thought that was... Uh, it was pretty. It was pretty awesome. Um, yeah. So we had a we had a pretty uh, pretty important episode at the end of last week about right. you know Calcores uh, and and twenty four six and yeah. Um, we got hundreds of emails right and and a lot of even more messages on WhatsApp with different opinions and and takes and you know I just want to say that we appreciate the feedback we appreciate the involvement of everyone who, who emailed us and messaged us and, I, and i'm gonna read a couple of them i do want to say that you know um here we're, we're having discussions and conversations uh things that are important that are happening in the jewish world in no way do we ever you know say well this rabbi is wrong the rabbi are wrong that's not our place that's not that's not something that you'll ever hear us say um but as we learn in yeshivas you know when we're learning gemara What's the most important thing is to ask questions because yeah. you want to understand things. It's a, it's about the, we're discussing issues here. We're not passing judgment or coming to any halakhic uh, conclusions. Yeah. Uh, but we're we're providing people with information that feeds into a thought process, which is a very healthy thing. Yeah. To be able to toss things around, uh, you know, uh, to as they say, uh, chew it over. Yeah, so and, to speak. And and I think it, what it could ultimately lead to is a greater understanding of, of what's actually going on and why we do things as opposed to just, you know, maybe, maybe there is a time to follow blindly and maybe there's a time to really, well, understand like, well, why is that not okay? And, and, um, you know, for example, you know, I saw that there's a, an, an event coming up for tag January 8th in That's the five the, towns uh, technology awareness group. Yeah. And obviously tag came out against 24 six as we discussed. And I saw on the right, paper that right. one of the things that they're launching is a music streaming device an MP4 device. So I, I would love to know what that's about because if they came out against 24 six and they also are having their own or their own device now and their own music streaming app, I'd like transparency. Well, you know, you have to give an opportunity to explain it. I mean, they came out against 24-6. And uh, I don't know if they gave a specific reason, but we speculated here that the reason is that they don't want to uh, make it okay for young people to have such easy access Maybe a gateway to uh, they, or electronic, yeah. uh, electronic media. Uh, but but there's, there's, uh, I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but there's, there's a little bit of... Um, there's a little bit of uh, uh, traces of dishonesty. Well, if you re see that on the paper without really further explanation, it seems like, well, what's up with that? So we definitely want to, we, we would love for a clarification and explanation of, well, why come out against one platform and app and then launch your own? That's That looks a little bit... I mean, on the surface, it looks like there's... Uh, there, Competition? There, there's there's an uh, economic motivation uh, for doing something, and... Uh, Listen, uh, I published a newspaper for 23 years. I'd love to be the only newspaper, yeah. the only Anglo-Jewish newspaper around. Can you imagine that would, how great that would be? 
Uh, but, uh, you know, it's not so much anymore because it's hard work. Yeah. So people aren't that um, much uh, predisposed to running into it anymore. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, when we came out and people started seeing that, oh, something's going on there, said, oh, we could do that. He can do it. I can do it. Yeah. So uh, uh, they started doing it. A very similar situation I was telling you about that's going on in Eretz Yisrael. It's a changeover in the government now. Yeah. Different ministers are switching around. So uh, there's now a communications minister. Uh, and one of the issues they want to deal with is the SIM cards and the kosher phones. Now, up until this point, uh, the, the PSAC from the leadership, uh, from the people that deal with these types of things, was that if you need to use a cell phone, and people need to use a cell phone, right? Yeah. You got to be in touch with your kids. You got to be in touch with your wife, with your parents, and so on and so forth. It's not a bad thing to have a cell phone, but you don't necessarily have to have a cell phone that gives you access to the entire World Wide Web. For sure. It can be limited. So they have what they call in Israel kosher phones. I think they have it here too, right? Yeah, definitely. Kosher phones. It's a flip phone. Flip phone. Doesn't do too much. Uh, but the new government wants to open up the competition uh, and they want to be able to. So one of the things they want to pass a law is that enables people to take the SIM card. Why is that a law? Phone. Isn't that a product? I don't know, but it's it's limited. It's limited by law, according to what I understand. I downloaded the story here. And um, it's uh, they they want to be able to allow people to take the SIM card. What is on that paper? The SIM card and make it compatible to uh, any kind of phone. So it's basically the, the what makes the kosher phone is the SIM card. Yes, it's I guess that's, that's the kishkas. But you know, ultimately what that does, that knocks out a market of, of kosher phone manufacturers. All right, but similar to what we were talking about, about having, about banning a music streaming uh uh, platform because you have your own music streaming platform. Well, we don't know if that's is, the case. We don't know, but let's say, but it sounds like that is something that has traces of that case in there. And listen, I'm sure we're going to hear from them, from the people involved, and to be able to point out where we're making a mistake. But a similar situation is that um, they don't want to, um, they don't want to, uh, the uh, United uh, Torah Judaism, UTJ, of which are good as Israel, of Eretz Yisrael, is part of the faction, uh, which is represented largely by Gera Hasidim, by the Gera by the Gera faction. So they're against this idea of using SIM cards in any kind of phone. Why? Uh, it says here because regarding the calls of the Shas and Degelatora parties to create competition between a number of kosher platforms, the um, communications minister, his name is Karchi, has yet to come to a decision. Agudat Yisrael is opposed to introducing competition, most probably because the Ger Hasidah group, the largest faction within Agudat Yisrael, runs the existing platform. So they don't want to create competition. It's their business. It's their business, you know? It, that's, not, that's not a bad thing. If you have that ability to, to, to dominate a market, do it. But right. do it uh, do it openly, and like you said, transparently. So, yeah, transparency is key. So a couple of emails that we received over the weekend, and we got a lot of them. I can't read all of them. Even the ones I'm reading are a little bit long, but uh, these are just some that we selected. Good noon. I love listening to the Daily Thread and getting my news from a kosher platform. I was a little surprised when I heard the conversation regarding the 24-6 ban. Where I was raised, we were always taught that when the Rabunum say something, we listen even if we don't understand it. I, too, was super excited about 24-6, but I know my, my puny, opinion puny opinion doesn't come close to that of the Gedalim. Rabbanim don't need, don't need our Haskamas. That said, we all know that not everything is meant for everyone, and while this app may be good for someone who is already watching YouTube videos, it can be detrimental to those in more insular communities, and may I add, potential for real addiction. It is our duty to be, gr to be grateful that we have leaders with more foresight than ourselves. Thank you again for your wonderful podcast. Looking forward to hearing more. Note, this is not hate mail. Just couldn't help but 
my but comment. I definitely agree that certain communities, certain things fly, and other communities they don't. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Um, I do think that um, we 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 could ask questions, and we're supposed to ask questions. We're supposed to understand things. We're supposed to really understand. You know, I think what I've heard across the board about the cold curry was great, awesome. If you're putting on a cold curry, great. But like, what for? What what's the reason? Like, what what is the reason? And and I think people deserve an answer to that. Um, another email here. Hi. First of all, I'm thrilled that Mr. Gordon Sr. is back home. That's I me. I come home from work. That's you. <laughs> I come home from work, and this is how I unwind, especially yeah. since I decide not to look at the news from uh, because of the Kaddish event. A random question, but are you officially Chabad Lubavitch? Because you, A, don't understand Yiddish, and all the Rebbe's speeches basically are in Yiddish, and B, you seem surprised when you said that the Rebbe never, never left New York since he became Rebbe. Um, I don't know, maybe because I went, maybe because I went to a Chabad Lubavitch school and we were taught Yiddish and all these facts, so they're calling out your Chabadness. Well, um, listen, um, they can call out all they want. I don't know uh, where that's from or, or who wrote that. Um, you know, uh, my mother was not from a Chabad family. You know, my mother met my father at a wedding of a friend in 1943. Uh, I think it was. They got married in 1944. So we lived uh, born and raised in Crown Heights. I went to the Lubavitch here for a little while, but certainly not. You don't uh, have to. You don't. You don't have to. Not, give, you don't no, have to give your. No, I'm it's not, okay. I don't have to give my uh, my credentials. As, we'll as we'll, we'll work on your Yiddish. Uh, no, my Yiddish. My Yiddish is fine. Um, uh, I understand it. I understand most of. Uh, I can read it fairly well, and I certainly speak it and understand it uh, fluently. Uh, I would say. As a matter of fact, uh, a few years ago, we flew to Israel on Lufthansa, and the pilot was speaking German and English, and <laughs> and I understood his German because it was very close to uh, uh, to Yiddish. But uh, what else? What else am I defending myself on there? Nothing. The second of all, they say I agree with you. What's wrong with twenty four six? At work, we enjoy listening to music, and it's super annoying to be on top of Spotify because of their nasty ads. Yeah. And the only only other option is Jewish music stream, where you can't pick your choice of song. I would love if a teenager, a young person would tell their abundant their point of view because I don't think they fully know what's going on and how everything changed and well, this might be a solution. I'm yeah. not against abundant. I wish yeah. I could explain of things to them from their point of view. Understand. Yeah, so um, I again, I, I don't... I, pointed, don't, uh, I pointed it out, that out last week that uh, it, it's great uh, that we rely on and psaked in from uh, Rabbanim, but they also, I'm sure they realize it. If they can issue a psak, and they have to always realize they have to have a certain amount of expertise uh, in the subject before issuing... Uh, a ban uh, yeah. uh, of that type. Yeah. Um, so another another thing I want to mention, there's a bunch of stuff, and we'll get to them, peri- uh, you know, in, in order. Um, something great which I saw that was spearheaded by the Aguda is this new initiative. Uh, we all know that anti-Semitism is rampant, and the numbers have doubled. Um, so the Aguda launched something called knowus.org. That's, you know, knowus.org. And they have a billboard right outside the Lincoln, Lincoln Tunnel, that is, um, if I could get it, I'll put a picture up over here. Uh, mm-hmm. People on the screen mm-hmm. can see. It's a billboard, you know. S- basically, the, the gist of it is, hey, listen, you don't what you've been seeing in the New York Times about us, that's not the Jewish people. Head to knowus.org and actually learn about us. Learn about what Yeshiva Education is about. Learn about what you are, you know, calling out on social media or acting out on against the streets. Don't just align yourselves with the rest of the world that are calling out Jews. Know us. So... Uh, Aguda is investing a lot of resources, money into taking on that battle, and I think it's a great one. I think it's a worthy one. Well, whether you know whether it's Jewish life uh, as we know it, or uh, the state of Israel, for example, 
it seems that people love to draw conclusions based on almost no information. <laughs> you don't need any information to be able to draw a conclusion that yeah. Israel's wrong, there should be two states, um, that uh, the Jews, the Jewish people are uh, abusing this or taking advantage of that. You know, they accuse the Jewish people of uh, being the uh, of, uh, of being the bloodsuckers of society and, you know, and taking all the money out of the system. Yeah. At the same time, the Jewish people are accused of controlling International Monetary Fund, of controlling, of controlling all the money. You know, it's unlikely that you could be both, you know, but when, you, when you're making irrational accusations, I guess it's possible. Yeah, I, I guess so, but shout out to the Agoda for really taking that on, um, and I hope well, to I see, the article. Hope I, to see more of there, that. There was an article in last week's Times, as you know, about special education, and it's, 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 it's problematic. Yeah, and I'm sure the Times only presented one side, and I don't know the other side, so I'm not going to go too uh, deeply into it. Yeah, but uh, there's a lot of yeshivas with a lot of uh, special education. Yeah, students. do you know where else I want to sort of put a noahs.org? So obviously, you know, we spoke about Chai Reichik and and libs of TikTok on right. our last episode. A clip of that interview uh, was posted on Twitter by myself. Um, was basically talking about the kindness right. of Governor DeSantis for right. offering his home mm-hmm, to Chaya. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, obviously I said that Chaya Reichik was doxxed by, uh, by Taylor Lorenz. Taylor, uh, Chaya was completely anonymous. Her identity was not known right. before Taylor Lorenz um, published it in the Washington Post. And she's a journalist for the Washington Post. And she posted it in the Washington Post. And, you know, she showed up at, at, at Chaya's doorstep. And, right. and um, so the post was on my, on my Twitter. I don't, I don't have a huge followership on Twitter. And Taylor Lorenz quote tweeted my post, my video. Okay. And um, I'll just read what what she said, um, and then I'll tell you sort of what what ensued and what's and what's going on now. Um, so, oh, <laughs> well, you look She's at that. Yeah. I can no longer see Taylor Lorenz tweets. Oh, she blocked you. I think Taylor Lorenz blocked me on Twitter. Oh, you can do that. She per. She oh, she yeah. she locked her, she locked her account. So it means nobody could see it. Maybe you have to be following her to see. I, I don't know. I think Anyways, have, I'll, I think I'll, you have I'll, to call Elon. <laughs> I have to call Elon. There's not Elon on the phone. Look, I have a screenshot. She wrote, "This is a lie. I never published or linked Chaya Rachik's address or the address of her, anyone in her family. Never. Full stop. It's a it's a lie. The right wing media can continues to perpetu- uh, perpetuate, um, perpetuate." And it's caused my family to deal with threats and physical violence ever since as retaliation. Um, so I, I, I don't I don't necessarily think that's true. I think she did put out Chaya's information online. Um, she Chaya was completely anonymous before Taylor Lorenz uh, decided to do what she did. And but that's not what I'm going to discuss right now. I'm, I'm just discussing the fact that this this post now on Twitter has 300,000 plus views. Wow. Most of it, which is you know very very negative towards me, and it's fine. I could take it. You know, it's no big deal. <laughs> you know, it's the price of admission of being online. Yeah. Um, but a lot of that a lot of that hate is coming from people who are disenfranchised from the from community. Really? Ex Hasidim. Yeah. Really? Yeah. One of the, one of the reporters, Elad Nahorai who's a ex-Hasidic, pro-good-trouble writer, extremism. He writes, for, he does for the Daily Beast, the Huffington Post, the J.D. Forward. Yeah. Um, so he he wasn't happy with me. One of the things he said was, no problem, next time a trans person dies in a, in a shooting or a drag show is targeted by neo-Nazis because of Chaya Reitschik, I'll, I'll hit you up to keep you updated, <sighs> keep rocking. So it's sarcasm and it's a lot of hate. But you know what, like... 
lost is the art of being able to have a conversation. If you look at my post, what I was saying, wow, hey, listen, Governor DeSantis does not know her. He's never met her. And he did the thing of offering her, you know, a safe haven while she's having her life threatened. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. That's a nice thing. And I'm, I'm being met with, you know, all this, this backlash and hate. And I'm getting messages from people. Are you going to take it down? Are you going to delete it? I don't believe I said anything wrong. Okay, so let me, let me just, uh, I think there's another element to all this, uh, which we're trying to take advantage of. I think that I saw the Tucker Carlson interview, as you did, uh, with Chaya uh, Reichick, and her, I saw the uh, story in the post of the New York Post about her, and she decided to reveal her identity. She decided to f- embrace the fact that, you know, originally she was doxxed, and it came out without her consent, and she decided to lean into it and, and, and embrace it. But she's, she's fighting a good fight. She's fighting a deviancy. She's fighting an unhealthy uh, culture that has penetrated the... Uh, the society in general, yeah. and is uh, destroying uh, families. But the one thing she hasn't been able to speak about or did not want to speak about in these forums where she's had exposure, like on Fox News, about who she is, uh, her, her upbringing uh, as a from young lady, um, you know, without revealing too much about her life, you know. Uh, I think people in our audience, in this audience, uh, your meaningful Which apparently just audience, expanded. <laughs> yeah. they, 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 there are things they would like to know. Uh, and about her, and uh, become part of the cheering section, and uh, and root for her, and uh, know more about who they're rooting for, and know more about her life. So people, you know, but it's interesting because there's a lot of people, um, Jews, non-Jews alike, that are on both sides of the aisle, and they're saying, well, she's terrible, she's evil, she's causing uh, members of a minority group to be to be uh, threatened, and and you know what, like. There's, there's, you know, like you said, there's people making judgments on, on very little knowledge. Someone wrote that Chaya Reichik is someone who sends bomb threats to children's hospitals. I can assure you Chaya Reichik never called up a children's hospital and sent a bomb threat. She never did that. So why would someone go online, take that to Twitter and write that? Uh, again, it comes under the heading of uh, drawing conclusions based on zero information. Yeah. We're talking about what, 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 what's troublesome here, Nachi, is we're talking about uh, preventing the exploitation of children. You exactly. Know? If we were dealing with adults, we could deal with it on an adult level. We could debate it accordingly. We're talking about young children. You know, I don't know how young, 10, 12, as young as, as, as young as five, six. All right. Certainly. So they're, they're helpless. Uh, they're not, uh, of course we discussed in the past, they're not intellectually developed and capable of making their own decisions, life altering decisions, but they're being encouraged to do so by some of these people that Chaya has featured on her uh, platform. And, and, I, and it's worth repeating that all Chaya is doing is echoing what these people are putting out there. She's not creating any of this content. What she's doing is saying, hey, look at what this teacher from San Francisco posted on their Twitter page. And then you could make the judgment of what that is. And if if you're saying that, if you're saying that, oh, it's terrible, then you have a problem with the original post. And you have a problem with the with, with the original content that's being put out. We're not going to spend too much more time on Chai Right Chick. Listen, w- you know I think she's doing good. Um, I think she should reach out to you, and so you could set up a time where you could do a do a daily thread. We go, yeah, she can get on here, and we could we could discuss this. Um, so moving on, a very very interesting story. First of all, I want to talk about the sugar tax. Let's talk about oh, that. Right. I almost forgot about that. It's a good thing I have notes. Well, anyway, there's a sugar tax. Uh, there in was Israel. a sugar tax in Israel. There was when 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 Naftali Bennett became prime minister, Viktor Lieberman from Yisrael Bateinu, the Russian uh, political party, 
supported by Russian Jews. Uh, he became finance minister, and he uh, implemented a tax specifically on sweet drinks, sugary sodas, yeah, and on uh, plasticware, plates, mm -hmm. forks, spoons, knives, yeah, things that apparently are uh, used uh, very frequently in a large volume by uh, Haredi Jews in, in Eretz Yisrael. Yeah, especially for Shabbos. They know? like sweet drink. They like sweet drinks. And the paper plates. And they don't want to use dishes. They want to have big give big families and a lot of company and yeah. a lot of guests from New York coming into Eretz Yisrael, you know, trekking back and forth. And they go and they buy plasticware. Some of the most successful stores in Gaula and Meish Yaram, all, all kinds of top-of-the-line uh, plasticware. So the Bennett government implemented a tax. The short-lived Bennett government. One year. They were one <laughs> year. They, they lived one year. Almost like... Uh, uh, a coach for the Jets. What's his name? Adam Gaze. Oh, I don't remember him. Was he? No, that was so short. I don't remember. Yeah, him. exactly. One season. I don't even uh, know. Uh, anyway, so Batal Smorich, who is now the just a, took uh, took possession of the uh, uh, minister of um, of the economics uh, in uh, of these types of things. What is he? Minister? I forgot what he's minister of. Yeah, fi finance minister. Uh, Batal Smorich. One of the first things he said was he's going to uh, roll back. The sugar tax and the tax on plasticware, because it's uh, was implemented to begin with, to hurt the Haredi community. So we see that happening now with this new government, which is really really incredible to see. Uh, we see, you know, Benjamin Netanyahu. People like him. People on the right like him. People in the center like him. People like in the center like him. But the people he's surrounded with now are are from Yidden. <laughs> Their wives are wearing shaitels. They're wearing yarmulkes, and they had the leverage to negotiate with Netanyahu, and he had to give in to what they wanted because he needed to form a government. Just great opportunity. So you have Itamar Ben-Gvir saying, well, this is what we need, and you have Smorich saying, this is what we need, and you have a lot of that. And in turn, you know, for example, the conversion situation at Israel, where up until now, like currently, you know, conversions were being done by the conservative and the reform. This is a, this is a very complex issue. It's not going <laughs> to be turned over overnight. You have to understand but they're, but the they're relationship... Moving Hello, hello, knock knock. The relationship, <laughs> the relationship between Eretz Yisrael, between the Jews in Israel and the Jews in America, is very important. And I would tell you that eighty-five percent of the Jews in the United States of America are not from a Yidden, quote unquote. So, so what they're are you not, saying? They're not Orthodox Jews. So they're not uh, Shomri Torah Mitzvahs. So, keep so what? And the relationship between the state of Israel, but our interests, our interests, but our interests from Jews. But the relationship between the state of Israel and the Jews in America is very important. I, I get you it, but it's not more important than the Torah. It's not more important than the Torah. But but you don't you don't need the Jews in America working against the state of Israel in the United States. You don't need Jews in America in Texas and in Florida and in California calling up their congressmen to discourage them from supporting. Uh, bills that help support Israel. I hear that. So Abba, they're, they're working on eggshells. It's not so simple. One second. One second. Cover the terrorists first, and yes. and, the, and these and these things that people like Itamar Ben Gvir are fighting for, and Betzal Smorich are fighting for. These are important issues for the from world, and it's the first time in Israel's history that we have such a from government, and it's it's something to be excited about because Torah is coming first. Torah is coming first, okay. and, and 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 you know what. You're right. Uh, no, so but you're worried about the practical, the, the right. American relationships. Nahi. Conceptually, you're right. Okay. okay. And, and Haredi members of the Knesset know how sensitive this is and how difficult this will be to implement. They're trying to get a handle on the Mi Yehudi issue. How do you define halakhically who a Jew is? 
who should be recognized as a Jew. They've been trying to get a handle on it for 75 years, and they have not been successful Well, Merit Hashem, it should be done with this government. It should be done this week. And, 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 What's uh, today? Today's Monday. It could be done by, by tomorrow. Thursday. Just, let's just, you know. We'll, get, them, we'll give them till but Thursday. But there's more, there's more things that are, that are being done as well. And I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's great. What's, th- what's more important to you? Is it more important to you that the yeshivas in Eretz Yisrael have enough money to function and educate, uh, you know, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of from kids, and pay their teachers on time so they can have a living wage, or to have a uh, debate and an argument with the leaders of American Jewry? Debate or an argument? Yeah. There's, there's, there's so people converting to Judaism that are not Jewish. You know what type of issue that causes for people down the line? Nah, you have very, no idea if the person you're doing a shidduch with is actually Jewish or what they came so, from. So it's a very, it's a very, so, uh, it's a very complex. It's very complex. So let me ask you a question. What do you prefer? Because you have, if you're you have you have a couple of hundred thousand uh, Ukrainians that came into Israel during the last year, we don't know what their background is. We know they have some kind of uh, connection to Judaism. We don't know what you have since the Soviet Union fell. You have a, a million and a half Russians who came to live in Israel, and guess what? The law in Israel is that if you have a grandparent that's Jewish, you are considered to be a okay, Jew. Okay, so here's our opportunity. You gotta, to, it, there's a lot of problems. So here's our opportunity to get ahead of it and fix this. Because you could have somebody in a yeshiva in Israel right now, and they could have this, uh, like their great-great-grandparent could have had a reformed conversion. That's and, right. And they, along the path, go, became more from, and that's an issue. You don't have to go to Israel for that. I know cases here. Okay, but right now... Within a half a mile of where we're sitting. Okay, but now we have an opportunity. around here. Where now we have an opportunity. That, uh, one of their, that their mother was not a halachic Jew. I think that most people are going to email us and side with me on this. I don't think we could be. We need to be concerned about... Well, I think, could, I think they, we have I, to have a moon uh, in the you know yeshivas are going to be funded. I'm going to email with. I'm going to email you and side with you, too. <laughs> Except I'm also going to say that it's very complicated, very sensitive issue that has to be dealt with very delicately okay and if you agree with me on that you could uh, you could uh, tell that to Nachi too you I, I could have the right to I am not okay. I could agree that it is complex I, I could agree oh, that okay. it is complicated so agree with me. but I don't think for a second that I don't think I don't think for a second that we even hesitate on on this matter because it's very clear to us as from Jews what's most important I support it hundred percent just like you do great I'm glad we're on the same side I'm also being realistic about it <laughs> <laughs> and it's very Jews are supposed to be idealists, not realists. Right? Okay, it's very uh, so. You're you know, it's in my bank. Vera is supposed to go up to the uh, our bias? bias this week. You're supporting that also. You're trying to get me canceled again? No. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, do I you, support uh, him going to the higher bias? Uh, uh, I second. don't think I'm supposed should to be free. Should he not, should he be free and uh, have have the right to go? Yes, he should be free and have the right That's to go. All. Close my case. I'm not saying halakhically. I don't know halakhically. No, no one's asking you halakhic questions or me halakhic questions. I'm saying as a human being yes, in Israel. as a human being, he should have the right to go. Yeah. Okay, we should all have the right to go. Whether we go or not, then we consult our rabbinical authorities, our rabbayim. That's our business. Right, yeah. But to say someone can't go there, this is what the Palestinians want, this is what the United Nations want, that a Jew should not be able to go there because they're a Jew— that, that's where we have to draw the line. And if we say that, oh, it's good that they're making uh, international law that just Jews can't go there, yeah. we're doing ourselves a disservice. Yeah. Well, here's the next story for today. A terif- uh, This is VHU World. Uh, Muncie mother averts disaster after a child finds and points a loaded gun at a friend. This is really a PSA for anyone who owns a gun. And this is a scary story. And um, we're saying this, Latalis, to just make sure that that gun is locked away. Um, I'm not going to say the address, but somewhere in Muncie, uh, a 22 caliber gun was pointed at another child. Why a child? Because he thought it was a toy. Mm. Um, a group of children were waiting for their school bus to arrive on Sunday morning when one child found the gun. Thinking it was a toy, he began playing with it, including pointing it at another child. 
the trigger was not pulled. The mother of one of the boys who happened to be outside noticed what was going on. He immediately sprang, she immediately sprang into action, telling the, ch- the child to drop the gun and move away from it. Drop that gun. Yeah, averting a, pot- a potential tragedy. Chaverim came. Drop it. The Chaverim then rightfully informed the police. The police came, and now they're investigating how that gun ended up in the child's hands. Well, you know, thank God that ended well, and thank could God. Have been, it could have been catastrophic. Thank God the yeah. person that uh, ended it uh, probably watched a few police shows when they were kids. So they knew to be able to say drop it. <laughs> How would they know otherwise to say drop it? I'm going to not take your side on this one. It's very okay. simple. Let if someone's say, holding something yeah. that is dangerous, what do you, what you think? Drop they don't that know, gun. You don't think they know the language? You think movies created the line drop the gun? I don't know. I think so. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Put the gun away. Uh, another, Lock uh, it up. Uh, the final story for today, I think. Um, I got to talk to you about the first text message that was ever sent. Okay, we're we're going to end off the episode with that one, but let's... Okay. The, the, there's a Bracha Jaffe concert. Uh, Bracha okay. Jaffe and Chaya Kogan. Bracha Jaffe? She's a, She's a singer. singer. She's a female okay. singer, uh, singer, which is very, very popular in the from female world. Oh, yeah, okay. And there's a concert that was set to take place January 15th in London, in the UK. Really? And a letter was put out from Rabbanim over there that is saying that it's not good to happen, meaning uh, that people should not go to this concert. Why? And I'm gonna get my hands on the on the actual. You know what? I don't know. I know who's in charge. We of have these to. We things. have to. We have to tread tread lightly okay. here. You we know don't want to. You know who's in charge of these things? The people that produce the letters. You know they say about the United States of America. You know who's in charge of the country? The guy that controls the teleprompter. That George. No, that, really. That Joe Bi- George. That Joe Biden is reading. George from. Bush. <laughs> Joe, whatever Joe Biden's reading is put in there by somebody. They're controlling the country. Yeah, but someone's whoever controlling Whoever puts out him. these letters, they're controlling. They're so controlling the wherever community. Wherever it's printed, um, I, I we really the printer you know, is controlling the people. Perhaps we'll spend more time tomorrow talking about this actual subject. But Bracha Jaffe had a response, uh-huh. and I'll post a video of, of her response here. Then I'm Bracha Jaffe. I hear what's going on. It saddens me greatly. I want the opportunity just to say who I am, introduce myself to you. We sing together. You hear me. You see me. On social media, I share my music and look how far that has brought us. We have connected. We have connected to kosher, healthy entertainment. I'm a nurse. I have two young girls who are growing up in today's world, and I see the pulls and the desires and the need for outlets. And I want women and girls to have healthy culture outlets. Hashem gave me my voice, and I just started to use it. And I realized how much Yisrael, our girls, need it. They need kosher entertainment. They need to listen. They need to listen to positive, healthy music. Music has a way of pulling us in many directions. Our girls need healthy, kosher music, healthy, kosher entertainment that will bring them closer to God. So, I don't wish to be provocative. I understand the essence of a woman, comes from the inside, the princesses of Hashem. We, who we are is from the inside out. only want my girls to have positive role models to see that they can use their talents to make a positive change in this world so join me january 15th we'll sing we'll dance we'll have emotional and spiritual connection and we only for kiddush hashem 
either. Yeah, she she just wanted to sort of tell her what her, she wanted to say what her what her intentions are, and she's a from woman she and she understands Nias and she understands she wants uh, to sing right role of woman, but she she believes for from girls there's an opportunity for connection and an outlet, and 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 they're doing it in a, in a sneeistic way. Am I allowed to ask what's wrong with her singing for a female audience? You're allowed to ask. You don't have the answer to that. None of us have the answer to that. That's probably part of the mystery. I don't have the answer, but I, I can assume that a lot of emails we'll get are going to say, in some communities, it's this. In some communities, it's that. Um, we'll do more research on this topic before yes. we delve deeper and get ourselves into trouble. Well, what's the first text message ever in history? Okay, so um, the first text message that ever sent in history was sent last week. Uh, the, last week? Uh, yeah, last week's partial, but you guys, Oh, so last week, but like thousands want, of years ago. No, no, I wanted to, I wanted to bring this up on Thursday, but uh, for yeah. some reason I just forgot. Um, but uh, the first text message ever sent was sent when once uh, they discovered that Yosef was alive. The brothers in, in Mitzrayim discovered Yosef was alive, and uh, they w- worked very quickly to reunite uh, Yaakov Avinu uh, with uh, with Yosef at Tzadik, uh because uh, they were separated for 22 years, and Yaakov thought that uh, Yosef was gone, that he was ripped apart by a wild beast 22 years earlier, and you know his attachment to Yosef as the uh, the 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 Bukhar from uh, Rachel, uh, who was intended to be Yaakov's uh, original wife, and that's a different story from a different parasha. But uh, Yosef uh, sent uh, a message to uh, um, to his father. He sent three things back with his brothers. First thing he sent was um, he sent um, split peas. Split, he, split, he sent he sent split peas. Rashi says he sent split peas. Why? <laughs> soup part was not. You no, know, you know when you go when you go into a store these days and you look at the, what soups are available, very often it's. Split I could be. Pea. I just was in their place and I just saw split pea soup. Okay, split pea soup. Now, what what is this about split pea soup? A split apparently a pea, uh, uh, when it's split, it enhances its flavor. Okay, so he sent them split peas. He sent them aged wine, and he sent them agoles wagons. Now, what was the message that Yosef was sending? He was sending three messages. Number one, he was sending the aged wine because he was trying to tell his father that wine gets better with age. Even though you're an older man now, you're older and wiser. So I, I appreciate that and I understand that, number one. Number two, he wanted to uh, tell Yaakov that he remembers what they were learning when they became separated. They were learning the uh, sugya of Egla Rufa. Of a of a uh, of an, an animal or a cow that uh, of a body that's found between two cities and what they have to go through in order to see who's liable for the death of the person and it involves a whole ceremony with a with a, a cow and, and how to uh, kill the cow and how to determine who has liability. So he wants Yaakov and to understand that he remembers what they were learning when they were separated twenty two years previously, and then he sent him uh, besides the split pea and the. Uh, and the wagons, what's the other thing? The aged wine. What did I miss? Oh, the split peas. The split peas, he was telling Yaakov Avinu that even though we were split apart, separated for 22 years, our relationship is going to be sweeter and more enhanced than ever before. That's the first so text message. That was a little, it was a little, it involved a little bit of labor. It wasn't as yeah. easy as what your, one of your WhatsApp groups that you, one of your 500 WhatsApp groups that you uh, are busy with all day long, but it was a, it was the uh, progenitor. It was the uh, original uh, message that w- was sent in in that kind of fashion. That's beautiful. Yeah. I think it's we have to, to have an appreciation for that. We definitely do. Were they using Sprint or Verizon? And then, I don't know. Maybe it was uh, E-Mobile. <laughs> E-Mobile. Egypt. <laughs> Egypt Mobile. <laughs> That's a going. Anyways, thank you for listening and watching today's episode of Daily Thread. Make sure to send us any feedback you have. 
Nothing too harsh. We've seen it all. The Daily Thread at MeaningfulMinute.org. Or you can sign up to our WhatsApp account. It's free. It's very simple. If you have WhatsApp, you should be signed up to Daily Thread on WhatsApp status. Go ahead and hit the link in our description and send us a message. Of course, we benefit tremendously if you leave the rev- leave a review for this show and leave a rating for the show. So please go ahead and do that. And of course, we will be here with you tomorrow. Have an amazing day.